across the ring, my name is William Mayhem Michael. And this is the scientist, Carl Schrupfer. And today we have Moxie D Strokes. Welcome to our show. Hi there. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> Absolutely, Moxie. Uh, so Moxie, tell us a little about a little bit about yourself, what organization you wrestle with and have wrestled for. Yeah, I'm the premier drag queen of AWF in Arizona. So Arizona Wrestling Federation. I've been around to a couple other uh, promotions. I've seen versus in Vegas for a little rumble, but that's where I'm currently at. And I'm looking for some other stuff on the West Coast. Awesome. And uh, so how did, how did you get into pro wrestling? Pro wrestling has been something I've watched ever since I was like five or six. I remember that my uh, brother would always talk about uh, NWO and Hulk Hogan and The Rock, because that was in the early 90s, and I was just about five then. And then I really dove into like SmackDown early 2000s. So that's really where I my uh, comeuppance was uh, 2001 and on. Very fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, how, did, how did you go from being wrestling fan to wrestler? How did you end up getting into, you know, making that transition? Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I was not like other guys i didn't really find sports entertaining uh though i like sports entertainment now <laughs> uh i was a gymnast so i did a lot of gymnastics acrobatics uh i was the only kid in class that could do the splits uh so it was something that when i went through adulthood because wrestling wasn't in vogue it wasn't as cool as what uh, what it used to be when i was a kid i put it to the back shelf uh and i really got into my uh, theatrical side. I was a theater kid, uh, but I wasn't a, uh, an actor. I was always in the background. I was in the lights, the sound and all that stuff. So uh, when I turned 20, 21, uh, I really stepped out into performing where the drag came in. Then there was a big thing called COVID that happened. Some people did some stuff and didn't really go anywhere. And I became a hermit. And it really impacted my ability to just really feel that I was myself. Uh, I put away drag right before COVID. And so uh, what I challenged myself to do is I was challenging myself to do something more, not just work out, not just go out, but I want to do something that would make me happy. And so I had really dove back into wrestling and it started with the AEW uh, come up and where everyone's uh, seeing how indie wrestling and new promotions can look. Uh, and so I challenged myself right after COVID uh, releases happened in early 2020, or not early, late. <laughs> uh, I had uh, looked at different promo or, uh, training schools in Arizona, and I had seen that AWF was one that I found really allowed the characters to be characters. They let their performers perform the way that they work. And I'm, I stepped in there. They understood that I'm not like other wrestlers. And that's a good thing because no wrestlers like me. Right, absolutely. You're you're definitely a very strong individual. I got to see that in a recent match with uh, Brittany Brooks in a cage match. Now you mentioned that you were in acrobatics and gymnast. How has that played into your wrestling career now? Because what I saw was kendo sticks beating the shit out of each other. So uh, I really want to know how that has uh, pertained to you now. Yeah. Well, Brittany Brooks had it coming. She was supposed to go out at this rumble I had in a uh, the Phoenix Bruco, the last show, but apparently her friend saved her. So I had to bring a stick. I had to beat her up. It's just part of the, part of the role. But acrobatics, what I find is that I'm able to maneuver. I'm able to reverse or transition and move ways that wrestlers don't think normally in the ring. I do a lot of handstands, do a lot of cartwheels, do the splits. But that 
put those in conjunction with each other and giving them a purpose and really allowing me to hurt my opponent in the right way. That's something I find uh, is really fun to throw my gymnastics background in and try things out with uh, my opponent when they're willing to. (laughs) It sounds like then, you know, you you got a little bit of a mean streak, you know, you want to, you really wanted to lay the hurt on Brittany. Uh, Do you really like lean into being, you know, more of a bad guy? Uh, You know, where, where do you kind of stand on that? I'd say I have a temper. Uh, the the way that I uh, wrestle is I'm going to feel you out. I'm going to let you be you. I'm going to let you understand how I work. But once it comes down to the actual match, it's going to be something where I'm there to take control. So I can't be a little mean at times. I'm looking for some friends, but I'm not here to make friends all the time. You're here to win. I, I, was, I was trying to do my research ahead of time. I noticed that you post a lot a lot, a lot about um, doing makeup and stuff like that. Is that something that came from your theater background or is that kind of a, a passion on your on its own that's kind of driven you into these different paths? It's a, por- a portion of it is what I like to say is that theater background, that performance and um, finding, finding your ability to, to express art. I also like to think of makeup as a mask. I've watched all my favorite wrestlers, Ultimate Warriors, Sting, that they don't look the same unless they have that mask. So Moxie, it's a mask, but that's okay. Because once I put this mask on, I'm unstoppable. And that's what I feel like with makeup. It allows people to really express themselves, uh, whether it's beautiful, whether it's bloody. Makeup's makeup. That makes sense. Absolutely. So would you say that's like one of your biggest interests um, outside of wrestling would be like theater and makeup and um, all those types of things? I would say that one of my interests in it's evolving as of the COVID pandemic and really finding where my previous abilities are, are flourishing. I really find that uh, uh, horror movies and getting into that type of makeup style, because I used to do theatrical makeup and, and gore makeup is really fun to do, but practical makeup and finding ways that uh, David Cronenberg, uh, the body horror ma- masters are really fun to just really dive into. Uh, and then I like to analyze all the movies. So if I know it's a practical makeup, I'm going to really dive in and see how they do that. Maybe I can copy that. So it's something I, I, I do flourish, and then I, I put that theater makeup not just into being beautiful, but being brutal. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool concept, to be honest. So you mentioned horror shows. What, what would you say is probably one of your favorite horror movies to fall into, I guess? Your go-back? My comfort horror movie? <laughs> something I could just put on and listen to the screams, yeah. Uh, I like 28 Days Later. It's very much an artistic film and it really inspired the zombie craze where zombies run fast they get you so that movie really like i remember i was probably 12 when that came out and that really sparked my interest in a lot of films but that was that's a comfort movie i can just put on and fall asleep to honestly <laughs> Uh, I've I've noticed you kind of talk about kind of like the artistic side of wrestling quite a bit. And though, you know, there are you know certainly wrestlers that, you know, talk about it, uh, you know, as kind of an art form. I don't know that it's prevalent enough that people would see that as common. You know, how do you try to, you know, express, you know, being an artist when when you're in the ring? Yeah, I think the way that wrestling, in my opinion, it differs from like normal drag performance is that you're required to have perform with someone. There's that opponent. You have to make sure the referee's in line. You have to make sure the audience knows what's happening and that you're winning. And I think that type of performance in that art form, it's not something that you can just create. You have to feel and then 
give back to while it goes on. So the the art artistry that I like is not always planned. It's chaotic, but it it really draws in uh, the ebbs and flows of the audience. Lets them know that hey, I understand that you're you're hyped up for this person. Let's put them in their place. Or hey, I'm about to hit a big move. Cheer for me. Get me on. So it 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 really gives a little bit more than I would say than a regular drag performance. And it's really fun to let the wrestling experience or the the new fans know, hey, just because I'm pretty doesn't mean I'm not powerful. Right. And so you do touch on drag wrestling. Do you also do drag outside of wrestling or is wrestling your main your main stain for you? So I've had some uh, interest in going back onto the main stage inside of bars or at other festival events. It's something that I also have had a little bit of more experience with wrestle drag, the the promotion. Um, I actually have a performance in June, so that'll be something to look out for. Uh, and I will be performing more in my feminine uh, qualities. So it has been something I've dabbled into in the last couple of uh, months or I'd say the last year. And so there's a couple of videos might be able to find them on YouTube, but uh, I'm not stuck in just a wrestler form. I'm still sometimes just a pretty girl. <laughs> uh, when you said that you have a show coming up in June, is that going to be in Arizona, Vegas, or? Yeah, this is a wrestle drag at the Nile in ten, uh, Mesa, Arizona. So that'll be in Mesa, Arizona. Awesome. So, you know, you know, touching on, you know, all this stuff, you know, with, you know, being a very unique wrestler, you know, being, you know, both drag and wrestler, two um, niche things kind of put into one. What are some challenges that are kind of unique to that combination that you've found through your career so far? One challenge that I've experienced even today is that timing <laughs> is a little bit more difficult than the other performers that are in the ring. Uh, a lot of my my mental preparation is longer than you know just getting there putting on your gear and going you spend time getting this face on you spend time uh, making sure that your uh, outfits are all correctly in line that it can't be messy because you got to be pretty uh so those are one thing uh is just being a little bit more of a time consuming process but that's just normal uh, i think that the the difference that happens with my performance and some, I wouldn't say barriers, but getting the wrestlers to understand that just because it's a flip or a cartwheel or something along those lines doesn't mean it can't be powerful. It's still going to hurt you. It's still going to hit you. So the ability to let people know, hey, I'm going to be throwing something. It's going to hit you in the face. Be ready for it. And it might look a little like, oh, just did a little twirl. But no, there's power behind my kicks. So it's really showing people that I'm not just a performer, but I'm really there to win. All right, so like basically like you're saying like sometimes it's harder for you to show your mean streak because they see you know the the uh prettier side of it more than the, the you know mean side of it yeah until they feel it and then they really will understand but yeah that's a lot of it is hey i might not look like i'm powerful but once you feel it that's where it happens and getting them to understand that i'm there to win <laughs> Absolutely. And you mentioned um, the first part of that was timing. And it takes a lot of time to get your character put in place. Would you consider yourself to be like a method actor? Like once you put this face on, I now transitioned into this person and this is who I am? Candidly, I would say that Moxie isn't just Moxie and face a lot. Uh, a lot of my personality is uh, bled throughout my entire personas. Uh, I will say that once once I am in character, it gets serious. It's as if I'm like not on the stage, but I'm on my stage. I'm in the ring. I'm there to make sure the audience knows that Moxie's here for presence. So there can be some times that uh, 
it does feel a little method acting because unlike other wrestlers, again, I'm a little bit off to the side. I'm doing my own thing, getting in my own head. Uh, I also, I like to think like Jeff Hardy when he gets into, you know, face paint, it's not something that any other wrestler does. So there's, there's a little bit of a self uh, reliance there that is really nice that I know that I have that strength and then it turns it on. So I would say there's a method acting in, in a sense. I like the fact that you kind of describe the wrestling ring um, as like a stage, you know, as your stage. Um, I think often when people, you know, talk about wrestling and you've kind of touched on this about, you know, it's had its own stigmas and stuff like that, you know, it kind of has ebbs and flows. Um, but I've, I've kind of talked about, you know, wrestling is kind of like theater in the rounds, right? Where, you know, historically with like Shakespeare and stuff like that, that was, you know, somewhere where the the audience would boo and hiss or cheer. Uh, and similarly now, you know, all these years later, you have the same thing, but it's pro wrestling instead of Shakespeare. Um, so I, it sounds to me like that's something that really kind of synergizes with that kind of thought of of wrestling. Yeah, uh, wrestling is a, uh, I would like to say, a participation, uh, or we have a crowd that participates. And if it didn't, participate it wouldn't feel the same and that's where a lot of like in drag you'll get people to tip you i like tips audience i like tips uh <laughs> uh but it's not the same when you're performing a number and you have your your steps and flows and things like that and like you're saying shakespeare i like to even think like kabuki theater or greek theaters i'm a big theater nerd <laughs> um it's a lot of the audience has to participate to be able to have that full story told. And so it, it's exactly like that. Uh, I would agree. <laughs> that kind of, you know, with that kind of picture, like um, that made me think of like Rick, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, like where the audience is very inactive with the play. Right. Um, it, it's an amazing thing. And like I said, I did get to see a match with you. Um, I will be at Ascension. I don't know if you're going to be there or not. You're going to see me get a title. Great. Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> I'm very excited for that match, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I I found uh, you to be very entertaining in the ring. Um, I think I got most of your match on film. <laughs> I was very happy to do, but um, in, in kind of diving into your your other work online, it, you can see where you are a star. You know what I mean? And um, with that being said, what is your goal going forward? Like what what's the big screen for you? Uh, I like to think in short term, long terms. <laughs> Uh, and that just allows me to get a little bit of like, hey, if I can hit this goal, then I know I'm getting to that next one. Uh, so short term, uh, I know that Effie just had a big gay, gay brunch. Uh, I watched the first one uh, where Jay Vidal uh, and Prada, some AWF stars of our own, uh, they were there. And so that one, I was like, hey, if even our talent can get there, I need to be there. I love brunch. Give me a mimosa. So that's one short goal of mine uh, is to be able to, to grace the brunch. Uh, secondly, I would love to tour a little bit. I think that it's something that I won't say my age and a lady never says their age, but uh, the ability that that wrestling has already given me to just travel is more than I've traveled in the last five years. And I've, been traveling a couple local states side um 
talking to some other wrestlers in my federation to see, hey, well, who else needs some pretty punches? So uh, that's my longer goal is to be able to travel uh, around the country, maybe out of the country. Who knows? Canada's there. So that's uh, my goal here. Those are some pretty good goals. Do you have any, uh, you know, you talk short term, long term. Do you have, um, you know, certain states or regions that are on your short list where you're like, ah, I really want to see this city or I really want to, you know, there's a promotion I know about, you know, do you have stuff like that that you kind of like have on your horizon? So plenty of the uh, West Coast promotions, I know that's closer, so it's a little easier. Uh, I also want to try to see if GCW would ever be willing to have a little moxie in them. Uh, so those types of uh, promotions enjoy. And then there's a lot of other queer promotions that are becoming more prevalent. And so it's definitely something I'm looking out for. Uh, whether it's East Coast or West Coast, I'm happy to go. Uh, I know that the uh, East uh, or Southeast is a little more heavy with the wrestling style too. So I think they need to get a little bit of moxie in them as well. Uh, no real exact locations but it's uh something where i feel like california has more opportunity for me right now just because it has a little more visibility and then we'll bleed out from there i feel like you've touched on it a few times where you you know you're very you you have a mean streak as a wrestler um you've mentioned gcw you know where is that line for you in terms of how 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 violent uh you're willing to go to win a match so I mean, I've definitely hurt myself a lot. (laughs) I'm definitely here to hurt other people. And I would say that with being born in the early 90s, you did a lot of dumb stuff as a kid. A lot of skateboards, a lot of jumping off roofs into pools, a lot of missing those. So it's uh, something where I feel like the, the challenge is going to come. I'm ready for a challenge and I can't really put my, t- my uh, you know, finger on what the challenge is going to be if I get out there and do a little bit more of a hardcore match, but I'm definitely there to make it pretty and painful. So I'm down to try out new things. I will say I'll bring some new weapons. You saw my uh, rhinestone kendo stick. So anything that I come with is going to be bedazzled. Just know that. Uh, well, that adds an extra layer of pain. I think the, those bedazzles can be a little sharp, I think. Yeah. So they're diamonds. They're diamonds. <laughs> they, got, they cut everything, right? Yeah. They don't scratch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned growing up in the 90s, so we can think Jackass for a lot of that, I think. Jackass, CKY, Wild Boys, all the good ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> alley right there. But yeah. There we go. Yes, that was definitely, uh, I think, all of our childhoods. You know, age ranges, I think we're all pretty close, so... I think we, we all have had similar experiences with uh, 21 forever. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All of us. Yes. <laughs> Way younger. <laughs> yeah. right. Kind of want to get to uh, the promo and Carl, I'm going to let you lead that. But Moxie, I would really uh, like to get you on the show again in the future. I think you had a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, what do you think, Carl? Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Especially, you know, sounds like you're really, you know, trying to aggressively grow your career. So, you know, hopefully when we have you back, you have a bunch of new crazy stories to tell us about. Yeah, and that Unleashed title. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. If you can bring that on the show, that sounds pretty great too. Well, Moxie, you know, we've heard your story. We've heard a lot about you today, but there may will be one last question on listeners minds and that is why should i come out and watch you wrestle the reason why you should come see me wrestle is you've never seen anything like me in the ring i'm always going to be coming with something new something flashy a little bit of moxie and so when you come 
you're always going to be dazzled, razzled, and I'm going to show you what I'm made of. Wow. Well, there you have it. Strong. Well, guys, I do want to thank you for listening. My name is William Mayhem Michael. We have my partner here, the scientist, Carl Schroper. This is Across the Ring, and I want everyone to remember, you never know who's right across the ring.